Good morning. It's Monday, February 27th. And for all of you that were listening on YouTube, if you want to listen to it on YouTube live, I'm, I'm what, 10 minutes in now? Um, I, I don't know how far I am in right now. Um, but <clears throat> if you want to listen to it, I was yelling at a dude who uh, was walking his dogs in my neighborhood without leashes on, and the dogs were in my backyard pooping. So I'm that old guy. I am that old guy. By the way, I am so thankful I've got two days left of walking 10 miles a day for the entire month of February. So uh, I put in 75 miles last week, 76 miles, somewhere around there. I'll post the whole month, the four week, uh, three and a half week or however long it was. Um, Journey on the private Facebook group. If you haven't joined the private Facebook group, the link is in the, uh, the link tree down below. The logo is right below the picture. Go and join. It's free. No cost to you. Um, I am using TrendSpider. And if you're watching on YouTube, this is TrendSpider. I have a link down below, 25% off, DSP25. I give you my algorithm. We're starting out looking at SPY. And what's interesting about SPY is we go back to January of last year, and you had this high. And it was around 478, 480, somewhere in that neighborhood on, on SPY. And then you get to March, and we kind of had, you know, just took a straight line down to March, March 11th or so, and we we bounced back up to about 462. And from March till May, we took a straight leg down, and uh, we went down to about 390 or so. That was the first time we broke the 4,000, and we bounced back up to 417. Then you go into June and we bounce down and we stayed down around 380 um, for a little while. And in July, you had this nice big rally up to 420. Everybody was saying, oh my God, it's over. It's over. We're going to break the 200 day. Well, you didn't break the 200 day. You used it as resistance. And in August through September, you just slid down to the October lows. And the October low was 348 on SPY. Then for, through October and through December, uh, into December, I should say, you kind of got up to the 200-day, and you used it as resistance again, and then we slid down towards the end of the year, tax loss harvesting sale, and then in the month of January, you all saw this buy. It shot up, and in February, we kind of came down. So what does this tell us? Well, there's, there's three basically highs right here in January. Then you see here in March, another high. Uh, and then you see here in June, another bounce up, and you see August, another bounce up, and you see December, another bounce up, and then you see January bounce up. Well, a lower high, a lower high, a little bit higher high, but using the 200-day as resistance, a lower high, and then a little bit higher high that just kind of rallied. And now you're sitting right at the 200-day, and again, this is a daily. The 200-day is 393, we're at 396. You're sitting right at the 200-day. So the question is, where are we going? Well, look at the market. You got rising rates. You got inflation that's staying around. You got a Fed that has said they will defeat inflation. They won't make the mistake of of letting up too early. Um, So I I think you're probably heading down. And and that's just a guess. If you use the 200-day as support, and we kind of hang out here for support, Um, then I think you're looking at this 200-day turning around and maybe moving positive. But I don't think that that's the case. And it it may just be my skepticism that that I'm kind of looking at that. But when you see higher highs, or I'm sorry, lower highs, 
and lower lows, you know, this is a, a higher low, another higher low, another higher low. Um, if this is a low and we kind of bounce off it, another higher low, that would indicate to me that we're probably in the, the beginning of a quote unquote bull market, uh, which is where everyone wants us to go. So it's up to you where you think this market's going to go. But uh, in my mind, I think that's the case. Um, so lower highs uh, and, and higher lows. You know, it's just, it's kind of presenting to me that we're in this trading range. I, I don't think we're going down to the October lows. Uh, I know I listened to Mike Wilson um, this weekend on a podcast about, uh, it was a Barron's podcast, I think. And he is the bearish of the bears. Um, and he doesn't think that, that we see anything until next year. Uh, just so you know, too, uh, bond rates. So I want to, you know, I'm looking right now at the Fidelity bond rate page. And if you have Fidelity, you just go up to news and research, uh, and it's fixed income bonds and CDs. And this outlines the, the current rates of bonds. So U.S. treasuries, I can buy a one-year treasury at 5.10, 5.10 from there. The actual rates go down. That's what they talk about when they talk about inversion. In a healthy economy, the, the shorter-term bonds are lower rates than the longer-term bonds. They want to keep you happy for a longer period of time. So the inversion of the one-year to the 10-year, that's what they're talking about. The one-year right now is at 5.10, or you can say the two-year. Two year, twos to the tens is what typically is. The U.S. Treasury is at 4.83 on a two-year. Uh, it's at 5.1 on a one-year. So again, you're getting paid more for just holding a bond for one year. Uh, but the twos to the tens, 4.83 versus 3.97. That's less than half. Um, 1%, I'm sorry, 1% almost 1% below. So you're looking at a little bit of a quote-unquote broken economy, not necessarily broken, but the, the yield inversion of the twos to tens has typically preceded a recession. The question is how big of a recession. I think the first inversion that we saw was March of last year. And when you go back and look at SPY, um, in March of last year, we were all the way, we were heading, you know, that's where we saw the, the first inversion, March 14th, I think it was, March 15th, somewhere around there. And we took off and we went above the 200, but then we just shot down. So the yield inversion has been happening for almost a year. That is not good. Kind of not, it's happened before. Um, but, you know, again, we're better at economics than we have been in the past. Uh, or I should say market manipulation than we have been in the past. So a uh, question for you is just where do you want to get in? Where do you want to go? I mean, that's personal. If you're looking at long term, any time is good to get in. Uh, I, I am typically just personally, I'm staying out of it right now. I'm trading some of the triple levered uh, triple levered stuff. I am trading. I'm not necessarily investing. Um, Google is down under a hundred. It's, it went under 90. It's at $90 and 28 cents. Um, I made notes. Costco is under 500. Um, target is, is reporting tomorrow. So that might be an opportunity if you don't have a position in there. Um, it's just, you know, it's all, all personal. Uh, the weekly stock picks this week, his pick is Merck. Uh, and if we look at this chart, 
it is in a strong upward trend, kind of like Boeing was when that was the pick for the last two weeks. He's negative for the year right now, but I was telling YouTube, this is kind of where he was last year, um, where he was negative. And, and this year is kind of turning into last year because when you look at Mar, um, uh, January, we had a strong January last year, and then you just fell off a cliff. And we kind of fell off a cliff, and you're negative now in the year, year to date. So when you look at Merck, our algorithm had you buying at 105.81, you're at 109. This is one that you probably just want to hold on to. They have a pretty good dividend and their ex-dividend date is coming up March 14th. So if you buy this week, you're not getting to the March 14th dividend. If you buy and sell based on his, his projections, um, but it does have a strong bullish uptrend. Um, if you think that we're going up, you're just getting off a 25% gain in this one. Uh, which was the high around 112, um, 115, somewhere in that neighborhood. So, uh, but that's his weekly pick. Uh, MRNA, which is in our core portfolio, and I try and cover the core portfolio as best I can. There was a price target that was put on this on uh, Friday, and it goes down to uh, $93. They're not doing very well when it comes to managing their um, their, their supply chain. And I saw uh, on one of the big investors on uh, Halftime, uh, Steve, I forget his last name, but he uh, he was a big big investor in Merck. He got in at 20 bucks and uh, I'm sorry, Moderna. He got in at 20 bucks um, right before COVID. And uh, essentially they developed the vaccine. He wrote it all the way up to 400. Um, and he's been kind of trimming ever since. He says he's still in a positive position in this one. He believes in the company, uh, but without the COVID revenues, they're just hurt and they need more revenues from somewhere else. When you look at the insiders, there's no buys here. They're all sells. Instead, in fact, um, Stefan Bunsell, who's the CEO, uh, pretty much almost every day in February, he sold anywhere between forty million. I'm sorry, uh, six million to seven million to two million on February 23rd, just last week. He sold six million dollars worth of shares. So he's been selling millions of dollars per share. Uh, millions of dollars of shares every day. So he's the CEO. Eh, kind of makes me think there's something going on there. He wants his billions in, in, in dollars. So he's selling every day at these high, quote unquote, inflated prices. Because when you do look at it, um, MRNA, the PE is five, which isn't crazy. Um, but that's with kind of all of the governments buying their COVID vaccines. They raised the COVID vaccine. Here it is, SVP Securities. Market performed to underperform with a $93 price target. And that's the most recent uh, monkey that kind of put it in there. And you can see all of these sales from Stefan Bonsell. Just go to Finviz. Just look at it. Um, I wanted to bring up another stock where I saw insiders, and it was an enormous insider buy. Uh, ET, Energy Transfer. And it's Warren Kelsey. And if you look, Warren Kelsey uh, on February 23rd, February 22nd, um, he bought uh, $17 million worth of shares on February at $12.99. February 23rd, he bought $21 million worth of shares. Uh, that's enormous. He's the executive chairman. That is what, uh, 38 Almost $40 million worth of shares at about $13. 
Today you're trading at 12.86. So they passed their earnings. They're outside of this this blackout period. Um, they've announced it. If he's buying at $13 at that that price and 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 that amount of dollars, he sees something in this business. You went from 29 uh, cents a share up to 34 cents a share. Uh, he probably believes in energy. Um, when you look at uh, energy transfer, let's look at energy transfer real quick. I think it's a, uh, I know they're energy. Uh, the company owns and operates 11,600 miles of natural gas transportation pipeline and three natural gas storage facilities in Texas and two natural gas storage facilities located in the state of Texas and Oklahoma. So read up on them, but that insider buy is enormous. Uh, December 9th, Citigroup initiated coverage with a $16 price target. Their average target price is $16.75, and again, you're trading at $12.86. If this is some type of a bottom in natural gas, this might be your play on it. Again, if you're, if you're trading Boyle, and we'll go over Boyle in a little bit, if you're trading Boyle, you're just trading on the futures. You're not actually buying something of value. If you're trading an ET, if you're trading an LNG, LNG is Chenier Energy, and they announced and they blew out earnings, blah, blah, blah. But if you're actually trading in these companies, you're actually doing investing. Boyle is just trading, just 100% trading. Uh, Ryan for, from Facebook said he likes CTRA um, with their $2 billion buyback. So I kind of put this in, this is Cotera Energy. And he likes it, um, let's see, 2441 was the buy-in right after earnings here. Um, you're trading at 2556. They are buying back $2 billion worth of shares. So Ryan mentioned that one in the private Facebook group. If you, if you haven't joined the private Facebook, feel free to join it. Uh, PXD which is uh, Pioneer Natural Resources, which has like a 12% dividend or something, is currently in a slide. Um, they announced, and I've not bought this one because we haven't had confirmation again. Their uh, RSI is at 22. They are under $200 at $196.55. The ex-dividend comes up on March 3rd. If we look at, let me just look at PXD on Pioneer Natural Resources on Finviz, 13.86% is your dividend payout on this one. The average target price is 273. So this is a company that operates an independent oil and gas exploration and production company in the US. Company explores for and develops and produces oil, natural gas, liquids and gas. So uh it is a favorite of I think Joe Terranova, um I think or guy uh, I'm not sure which, but PXD is one. Again, March 3rd is their dividend. They are buying RRC and RRC, which is range resources. You can see that pop on that news um, crossed up at 2540. We're trading at 2825. Their earnings are coming up today. Is it after? Um, yeah, it's post-market. So they'll probably have more news on that kind of offer, blah, 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 the whole thing. Uh, Amazon. Uh, I was looking at Amazon. I was just kind of going over this weekend core portfolio and where we're at. Um, Amazon, you're not in Amazon. Amazon has the MACD kind of sliding down. The RSI is at to do 39. Um, it's trading right now up 1% at 94.55. It closed at 93. But here's what I wanted to show you. If we go to a weekly chart and we just look, uh, here's COVID, March 16th. The COVID low was 
you broke that COVID low right here on January 2nd, and you haven't really participated a lot. You're still under this 200-day. You had this death cross right here, November 28th, where it continued to slide. But then you've started to make a turnaround. Now, here's the thing. Amazon is still expensive. Amazon has a cost problem, not a, a demand problem. They are uh, testing same-day delivery again. Um, they're putting out some, some additional steps to try and take as far as laying some folks off. They have too much headcount. They're up 1%. I just wanted to point out, if you ha had basically said, okay, at the COVID lows, I'm a buy. And you just moved it over here, okay? And you held it all the way through. Look, you're down at those lows. Um, let's see what this is. We're going to move this. Uh, that is a 121% loss if you didn't get out up here. I sold some, didn't, didn't buy any up here. I, I bought somewhere back here. I mean, honestly, I've held Amazon for quite a while. Uh, so I'm still positive on it. I'm upset that I didn't sell up here. Didn't see the, the COVID kind of quote-unquote hangover. Should have seen it. But again, I, I wanted to point Amazon. It's not one that actually is. Uh, it, it, it is the one that I am the most worried about. When I went over five stocks last week, Amazon, Apple, Tesla, um, uh, ones that I would buy and hold for the next five to 10 years, Amazon's one that I'm a little bit concerned about. Uh, so I wanted to bring that up and just make sure everyone knows it. Now, Target reports earnings uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow before the bell, they report. Um, this does not have a MACD cross-up. Uh, you're out of this. You just got out of this with a 17% gain from the December 27th, 143 buy. 17%, you could have sold it up here uh, when it covered that gap up at about 180. Uh, I, I tend to think that this gap at 211 is going to get filled at some point. The question is, where are we going? The 200 days starting to turn positive. If we have a good earnings, again, inventory was the biggest issue for this company. They just ordered the wrong products. I've been in targets now, you know, a couple of times. I haven't been super impressed with quote unquote inventory, the store traffic. It's kind of been a letdown. So I don't exactly know what it is. I personally own this one. The average price for me is 111. So I am holding through earnings. If you wanted to buy here, there is a bit of a button hook. Just realize 160 is where the 200 day is. That's where your VWAP is as well, 160. So understand that 160 is probably the, uh, the support level that if you go below 160, I would say sell and maybe buy at a lower level. Sorry, dog was crying. Had to had to pay attention to the dog. Um, Walmart. This was interesting. Uh, Walmart. When you go and let's pull it up here, <clears throat> Walmart. Because while while their their report was okay, it wasn't horrible on the day. They kind of rose, blah blah blah. But what I wanted to point out was um, <laughs> the insider sales. Uh. They sold, insiders sold over $750 million worth of shares. Look at this. It, it goes all the way down. Uh, these are some of the Waltons, uh, but who typically own. 
the CEO sold $1 million worth at $140. $750 million they sold at $140. What are they seeing? I mean, you can look over here in December, they were selling at $147. What are they seeing? You can see down here, Jim Walton sold almost, you know, a billion dollars. <laughs> that's, that's what, two, $600 million uh, on November 30th at 152. That's a lot of selling between 140 and 150. So what are they seeing? I don't know. Stock today is trading at 142. It might be time to kind of look at, hey, Maybe Walmart's seeing something that we're not and the insiders are getting some information and maybe 130 is, is, is probably where this one's going. It's right along its 200-day. Um, let's go to a weekly to see where we're at. You can see um, we've, we've risen above the 200-day uh, for all the way since 2017. We've been well above that 200-day. So, uh, But I do see kind of almost a double top here at 150. You can kind of see even back here, November, 2020, uh, 152. So right after COVID, you're kind of seeing if, if I just put this and we look right there, uh, you're seeing a definite trading range between 117 and 140. And you're right in the middle of this. So them selling all of that, I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, again, you look at the insider sales to kind of, Kind of determine what, what do they know that we don't. Uh, Sam on Facebook wanted me to look at LFT. This is Lumen Finance Trust. Um, this is a dollar stock. Uh, you know, it's, it's a smaller one. The algorithm loses you 33% versus the actual asset for over 1,000 candles loses you 36%. Um, this is a stock that pro is in a downward trend. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it looks ugly. I, I would say this is a falling knife. No re if, if you want, he specifically asked for long-term. I can't imagine this being a long-term stock that anybody would kind of look at and say, absolutely, this should be your long-term. Um, because look at that. I mean, it's just, it, it's, let's go back to weekly. Um, we'll go back to weekly. Why would you ever think that this is a long-term stock to actually invest in um, from the chart? LFT, let's look at LFT. They have an 11% dividend. You know, want to know why they have an 11% dividend? They're not reinvesting in the business. This is a finance trust. Uh, let's see what they do. It's a REIT. So real estate investment trust focusing on investing and financing, <clears throat> managing a real estate portfolio. They're basically... Uh, giving you all of their profits. I, I can't imagine why you would think this would be a good one long-term when long-term REITs, um, they just basically pay out their profits to the shareholders. They don't reinvest their dividends. So at 11%, they're just robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's all they're doing. Look at that 200-day. I mean, and it's even moving downward now. So is it good long-term? Personally, I'd say no. I mean, you know, look at a company, you may say, hey, Apple's expensive, but let's look at a, a, a weekly of Apple, um, just for instance, over that same period. See the difference? I mean, you're going from 21 up to 146. Yeah, you're not getting 11% dividend. 
but you're making it back in the stock. Good companies uh, pay dividends uh, at lower rates because they're putting money back in the business. So LFT, Sam, I'd say no. No, not, not at all. Um, Pfizer, PFE. We talked about Pfizer being a $50 stock. <clears throat> There's a, a report today that they are buying CGEN, S-G-E-N. This is going to drive the stock down a little bit more. It's, at, it's down 1% at $41. Um, this is an interesting one because they're, they're supposedly going to pay $30 billion for uh, S-G-E-N. And S-G-E-N is up, I think, 11%, 13% in pre-market. Uh, it even has a gap here between 143 and 153. Uh, it's going to open up at 182. So you're closing a lot more of the gaps that you see up here. Um, and it's going to trade. Yeah, you're trading all the way up at its 52-week high at 182. So I, I don't know what the dollar amount works out to be, but Pfizer is going to go down lower. Doesn't mean that you get rid of that one. Just means, hey, Pfizer's going to make some acquisition. And, and, and typically acquisition in the, um, the, the pharmaceutical space, it costs a ton. A ton. But in the long run, it works out. So uh, Union Pacific, which is the largest uh, publicly traded railroad in the S&P, um, they're supposedly going to get a new CEO. And they are up 10% to $211. That pushes them over the 200-day. So uh, UNP, again, they, they just had their ex-dividend date uh, today. So you don't get it. it it's going to get pulled out of it today. Um, you'd be supposed to buy Friday beforehand. So uh, you know, 200 days at 205, but they're getting a new CEO. That's what it does for you. Uh, let's look at Boyle. Boyle is up at $6.48 in pre-market. Uh, I just want to make sure. Yeah, $6.48, $6.49. Uh, it closed at $5.96 on Friday. Uh, I, I don't hold over the weekend, so I would have missed out that $0.50, cents, which is about a 10% gain. Uh, I do see a small gap up here at 12 We could be running, but we're heading into summer. We're heading into a lighter natural gas use. Does it mean that natural gas is going from $2 down to $1? No, $2 is a pretty level price for it. You do have to use natural gas to make fertilizer, which they're using a lot of um, because they're afraid of the Ukrainian war still going further into the summer that they're going to have to plant crops in other places around the world. So there is some use for natural gas. Just be aware that boil is one, and we looked at this on, on YouTube Live earlier. Boyle is one that is a decaying asset. This is not a long-term uh, investment. This is not one that you basically go into and, and buy. If you want to buy natural gas, ET, energy transfer, uh, LNG, which is uh, uh, Chenier Energy. But this one, when it gets down too low, it will do what's called a reverse split. Take a look at the volume just in the last two months on Boyle. Uh, that volume is going to drive a little bit of pricing action uh, in the upward direction, but most of this is sale. <laughs> you can see on the red, they're, they're just selling more. Um, the, the MACD is just sliding upward, whereas the price is going down. So it's not a good, healthy investment. A healthy investment is one that actually makes you money. It's ET. It's LNG. 
It's something uh, you're investing in value. This is just investing in futures. It's a decaying asset. So while you can trade this one, don't think that this is an investment. Um, so I want to make sure that you guys knew about that one. Netflix. I didn't go over Netflix this weekend. I'll do it today. Um, I know I promised a one-minute stock chart on this one. It's a falling knife. Um, there is nothing that is telling me that, hey, we're going to have a, a, an extreme bounce in this one. In pre-market, you're up 1, 1.66% to 322. Uh, you do have a gap up here to about 331. Uh, I don't know that it's going to get fit. Again, we're early in this downstage. Um, you know, the MACD is just, I mean, it's just cratered, the MACD. You went from $3.10 per share to $0.12 cents per share, and you shot up. Because they announced some type of, you know, artificial intelligence. Who knows? But they do have gaming. Netflix is the leader. They're the only ones in the, the streaming space that's making money. You're 200 days in a positive direction. Even if we go to a weekly, uh, you're, you're not quite at the 200 day, which is at 395. I can't imagine that you don't get up into the 500s at some point in a healthy economy in this stock. This is a very well-run business. Uh, right now, they're just spending a ton of money on production. One of the things that I think is going to be huge in Netflix, and I'll bring this up in the one-minute stock chart, is um, if you guys haven't seen it, AI uh, can actually change lips on a person talking. Think about deepfakes, where you can uh, make it say something. You can make it say it in that person's voice as well. Look at the Tom Cruise uh, deepfake that's on, um, you know, it's not actually Tom Cruise. But the dude is just a deep fake. So uh, what I see happening is something like Money Heist. People that I know, Money Heist on Netflix, great show out of Spain. Uh, Squid Games, great show out of Korea uh, on, on, on Netflix. One of the things that bothers people is when the lips don't match the overdub. And it's actors from Engl English actors basically talking over their Korean or Spanish and sing but the actual lips don't, don't sync up. Well, AI fixes that. And I think Netflix is probably going to get it soon. They're basically going to get an AI program that fixes the lips, matches the, the actual speech, uh, conducts and translates from Korean, from Spanish, into English in the actor's voice. So I think you're going to see that in Netflix. I think they're going to announce it. I think there's some type of AI that they're going to put in. And boom, boom, you're at 500. All they have to do is announce AI. Even, <laughs> that's all they have to do. Okay, let's look at some scans because I'm going to keep this one short. Square, uh, they announced on Friday, uh, Thursday, I mean, maybe it was Friday. It was probably Thursday. Um, but they're moving seven seventy seven thirty three is the, uh, the, the, the price on the, the, uh, the algorithm here. Uh, I don't want to say that you absolutely need to buy this one. Understand that this one does have some resistance up here. You're running into some recent highs. Um, just in the last year, you can see, uh, if we go back to January of last year, I'm sorry, March of last year where we've really kind of plunged up above the 200-day. This is a weekly look at it. Uh, you haven't made those highs. You've kind of got a little bit of a double top here at 89. So if you buy at 77, realize that I think your cap here is probably 90. Um, Devon Energy, I say buy this one under 60. It crossed up at 55. Um, 
$54.99. And you're trading at $55.28 right now. I'm going to buy more. Simply going to buy more. The MACD's crossing up. Their ex-dividend date is coming up March 14th. They did announce that they will not be uh, paying as large a dividend. So let me see what their dividend is. Um, I think it was at 9% or something like that. 7.95. So they, they reduced the dividend by, I think, like point, point 0.1 or something like that. I think it was closer to 8, but 7.95. Um, just realize, I mean, this is a $60 stock, $65. Uh, when energy gets back up and running, you're back up here at the 200-day at 65. So... Anything under 60, I think when you get this cross up, I think you're crazy if you don't buy it. Uh, it is a little bit expensive for an energy company. The PE is at six, the forward PE is at seven. So they do have to grow. Year to date, you're down 10%. That's over one year, you're up 6%, plus you got a 7% dividend. So it, it is rich, um, but I still like it. I'm still sticking with it in my personal portfolio. Uh, I don't mind holding energy because I do think that you come out above. NVIDIA blew away their earnings. They mentioned AI, what, 40, 50 times within a span of like two minutes. Uh, that's all they had to do. 232.25 uh, is the cross up. You're trading at 236. You're up. The ex-dividend date is March 7th. Um, what do they have? Let me see what their dividend is. I don't think it's much. It is 0 0.07, so it's, it's, it's a rounding error, but uh, their ex-dividend date is coming up March 7th. Uh, it's a little too rich for me up here. I would like this one under 200. Honest to God, I think you'll have a chance to buy it under 200. It's just too rich for me. Uh, Fang, Diamondback Energy, uh, had a cross-up here. They've already reported earnings. 141.37 is the cross-up. Your uh, ex-dividend date is March 2nd. And they have what a nine or eleven percent dividend? Two point two five. Sorry, it's two point two five percent. So it's a little bit lower on the energy sector, but it is coming up here on March second. You're bouncing off the two hundred day here. Eh, I think there's been in my mind. If you're going to buy Fang or Devon, I'd say Devon. Uh, CHRD, which is a small cap energy corporation, which was a favorite um, earlier last year. They had huge dividends last year. They announced, declared a, 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 a base plus variable cash dividend of $4.80 per share. The dividend will be payable on March 21st to shareholders of record on March 7th. So if you get this March, March 6th ex-dividend date, you will get a $4.80 plus dividend. Uh, and let's see, CHHRD, I think it's like 50 cents that they pay. It's a 3% dividend. Uh, it's, it's like a, usually like a 50 cent. So $4.80 is a, a rather large dividend. You could hold it. It gets taken out of the stock. I would say at 136.26, your, your top here is probably 143. And, and then you look to get out of it between, you know, from here in the next couple of days. Uh, 136.18. Again, it's a small cap, a little bit hard to trade. So if you get into it, just understand you might have some problems getting out of it. Uh, Meli, M-E-L-I, which is the Amazon of uh, Latin America. Uh, $1,143.52 is the cross up. They announced crazy good earnings uh, last week. The MACD is crossing up right on the oscillator line. The, uh, the, the RSI is at 57. It's a little bit expensive. Do they have a, let me see if they have a dividend. I don't think that they have a dividend. 
the PE is 122. The forward PE is 51. So it is quite expensive. Year to date, you're up 36%. One year, you're up 25% over one year. So they're doing something right. Understand um, the last monkey that did this um, resumed coverage, New Street. They went from a $1,700 price target to an $1,100 price target. The average price target is $1,360. The most recent insider buys were from March of last year. Nothing of value. Nothing of value. So read a couple of the, like the Motley uh, Fool, uh, three stocks to buy sooner rather than later. Uh, I think you could probably get this one around $1,100. If you kind of wait for a down day, if there is a down day this week, but Melly uh, crossed up one that most everybody in the United States will be using <clears throat> at some point in the time into it, which has a uh, turbo tax for It's trading at four twenty five right now. It's up one percent. There is a gap up here at four forty to four forty seven that you could play off of. Um, this is just. INTU is the symbol. If we go to a weekly look at this one, you're just hovering around the 200 day. The last time you touched the 200 day was COVID. So it's pulled back to a reasonable price. Uh, And when I say reasonable, it is still expensive. The PE is 63. The forward PE is 26. You have a a rounding error dividend of 0.74%. Year to date, you're up 7%. Over one year, you're down 10%. So I do think that, you know, listen, I use TurboTax to do my taxes. If you do that, I mean, that alone, buy this one, make, make back your couple hundred bucks, you know, um, that you could do it. But Intuit, again, is it, it, it had a buy. Uh, and finally, Oracle. Oracle had a, a, a buy in here uh, it, at 87.31. You're trading at 89.29 right now. Uh, the RSI is at 55, so you're in no man's land. It's crossing up right on the oscillator line. Their earnings are coming up March 13th, so nothing super exciting. Okay, <clears throat> if you made it this far, go over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. If you are on YouTube, just hit the like button. But sit there and, uh, you know, please, it, it, if you did make it this far, you obviously like the sound of my voice. So I'll do a uh, Netflix um uh, look a little deeper dive on Netflix, but again, if they just mention AI, I mean shit. And if you haven't done this, I mean this is this is the greatest thing that I think Netflix has over every other. For instance, I will tell you. So I am 52 years old, and Apple, which we all know Siri sucks. So the the one thing that Apple could do that is significantly better is Siri. Uh, the rest of their ear ecosystem, I love. The interfaces, I absolutely love. Their AI is horrible. Um, I will tell you on the Apple TV, when I go into Apple TV and I scroll down and it says shows for you, the number one show for me at 52 years old is Murder, She Wrote. The number two show for me is Golden Girls. What the F is Apple thinking? There is no no logic in that whatsoever. The shows that I watch are not like Murder, She Wrote. The shows I watch are not like The Golden Girls whatsoever. Nothing of that makes sense to me. When I go over to Netflix, and, and I do use the thumbs up, thumbs down on Netflix, um, but I know they integrate also what you watch, how long you watch it, uh, and things of that sort. 
they get it right. And when I went into uh, shows for you, anything over 90% hasn't been a letdown for me on Netflix. Uh, what, you know, shows for you on Apple, absolute disaster. Absolute disaster. I have to try out Google. But I know from a smart speaker perspective, think about it. Um, you know, even Amazon, you go into Amazon, it says shows for you. What the F are they thinking? I mean, Amazon does a great job on products, on actual shows. It's horrible. And, and I think that has a lot more to do with, hey, let me promote this one because it has ads in it and we can make more ads. Um, maybe Apple does something like that too. I don't know what platform murder she wrote is on. Maybe it's on Peacock, but it's horrible. It's horrible. So that's why, again, I'll go into Netflix. If Netflix just mentions AI and says, yeah, we're using AI to try and, uh, you know, suggest shows and, and try that out on Netflix, uh, we're better than anybody else. I think they're saying a true statement. Go and try it out yourself. So I'll do that video in a little bit. If, but if you did make it this far, go over to YouTube, which is owned by Google. I'm a big fan of Google at 90 bucks. Um, they are, there's rumor that the Justice Department is going to uh, file a lawsuit against them for antitrust. You had this ascending triangle. You're down below this 200-day. In my mind, you're just, it's just getting unnecessarily beaten up. Um, they'll figure out AI. Yeah, they had a little bit of a letdown. But if you look at Microsoft's details about Bing, and stuff like that. Uh, plus the cost. <laughs> if it, I was listening to some, um, I think it was the All In podcast, where it will cost them something like a dollar ten per search um, to run the AI versus Google right now does it for less than two cents per search. Um, you know, and that that's less than two cents cost. They're able to uh, put ads in which actually makes them money. At $1.10 per ser actual search, Microsoft is losing a ton of money. So, yeah, uh, interesting. But uh, if you have any questions, hit me up on the socials. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, I'm interested to hear them. So um, have a great Monday. Enjoy.